Hello friends and welcome to my podcast, A Gem to Remember. I am your host, Julia Christine, and I am thrilled to be here and to have you with me on this journey. A Gem to Remember was inspired by listening to many up-close true stories told by my family and friends. Each week, you'll hear one-of-a-kind interviews recalling good and difficult memories that reflect gleams of God's goodness onto life now. Come find hope and encouragement from brothers and sisters who testify to God's plan and help remind us that everything happens for a reason. I invite you to sit back, open your heart, and rest knowing that there is something here for you that God wants you to find and remember. Hello, hello. This is episode five of A Gem to Remember. Oh my goodness, we really just keep moving right along. Today I'm here with my friend Christina Brinning, who is another gal that I got to meet during our summer book studies. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you, Christina. She's about to start her third year at the University of Iowa, where she's studying education to become an elementary teacher. The kids are literally going to love you. (laughs) They really are. I'm so excited for you. Um, Ever since meeting Christina, I have learned that she can make a room full of people burst out laughing. She listens with intent because she cares about you. Her family and her friends mean so much to her, and she turns to God after any challenge or life circumstance to find truth. We have celebrated some of life's big joys together and been around each other for those, and we've grieved some of the most painful lows as well. And through it all, Christina has remained a welcoming light to those around her who loves people large. Christina, thank you for being willing to join me on the podcast and share your very personal story with our listeners today. Yeah, Julie, I was so honored that you allowed me to be on this podcast because I know that you have a bit of a fan base. I know. I can't wait to share my testimony with all of them because it's definitely a unique one. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I'm flattered that you say I have a fan base. I don't know if that's true or not, but (laughs) I will after this episode, right? People will be listening. So the wonderful thing about this podcast is that it gives people that opportunity to dig back into their past and those experiences they've had in mind for gems, right? And find and reflect on those precious lessons they've learned or things that God has revealed to them through high and different low points in their life. So I know we're going to get an opportunity to do that together here um, with what you have to share. So I'm going to start before we get into that. I will ask you the question I ask everyone at the beginning of every episode. What is a life hack you've discovered recently or in the past that has been a game changer ever since? Let's hear it. Okay, so for those of you who are listening, or Julia as well, if your hair gets greasy as quick as mine does, mine gets greasy within like 24 hours after I wash it, then this is definitely for you. If you don't have dry shampoo and you have some baby powder lying around, throw that in your hair and then if you pat it out of your hair, it instantly takes the grease away and I've been doing it for years. It, It's the best. Oh my gosh. Okay, I've never heard that. Really? Yes, and I also have greasy hair, and I almost went and bought dry shampoo before going to college, but Mm -hmm. I couldn't find any, and I was like, oh well, like, everyone's hair is greasy every now and then, but now Mm -hmm. I just need to go get baby powder. I honestly (laughs) think that the baby powder works better because it, sometimes dry shampoo almost just makes my hair, like, more greasy, but the only problem with the baby powder is it leaves, like, that white residue, so you just gotta make sure you pat it out, but other than that, you should be good. Okay, tips from Tina here for your greasy hair. I love that. (laughs) All right, I will put that into the episode description so that you guys can see that for after. Okay, so, Christina, I, we're just gonna take some time now, dive into our main discussion, 
And I know that you're really here today to just share some big pieces from your testimony. You have some personal raw stories that mean a lot to you and your relationship with God. And so I want to give you a chance to dive into that right away. Okay, so to start out and give listeners a little bit of insight on my life, um, I'm going to have to dig back to my senior year of high school. And I had gotten into a relationship with a boy who was younger than me. And this boy and I, although he was younger than me, I sometimes act younger than what I actually am. So it actually, (laughs) but we had a deep emotional connection and it did get pretty serious. Um, This relationship, however, was not founded on God. It was bound to end badly. When it did end at the beginning of 2020, I felt like a piece of me died. I thought there was no way I could ever get over it, and I definitely didn't feel God's presence or even know if I believed in God anymore. Growing up in a Christian home, this was a first for me. I had struggled with depression and anxiety in the past and was on medication for it, but this was the worst my depression and anxiety had ever been, and it led me to make a big mistake. And so the night that relationship ended, I got the notion in my head that my life ended as well, which I know now and I knew right after was the devil's words. This was my freshman year of college, so I was living in the dorms. So this was the relationship lasted for about a year. And I was alone in my room because my roommate had gone home. So I took um, a bottle of escitalopram, which I had it prescribed to me because I had been taking it for depression and anxiety for several several years and I swallowed more than I was prescribed in an attempt to overdose. I hate using that word but I was sure that this was the only solution to end my pain at the time. Quickly after I put the pills in my mouth though I realized I made a big mistake. It was almost like I heard God's voice telling me stop Christina it's not too late. So in the middle of swallowing, I sprinted to my trash can and was able to spit out about half of them. So since I quickly regretted it, I texted my roommate who was at home, who was home and told her then she texted one of our friends who was living just a couple floors above us. She drove me to the ER and she called my mom. Once my mom had arrived, I had never felt more ashamed in my life, but she was so supportive and I could tell she was trying to fight back the tears to try and be strong for me. And then 20 minutes or so later, my dad had arrived. At first, I was so upset that my dad had arrived because I was so scared he was going to get mad at me because my dad was always the discipliner of our family. And I was found out soon after that I was wrong. And instead, he did just the opposite. He came up to me, grabbed my hands, and fell to his knees sobbing and repeatedly told me how much he loved me. And this is just an image of my, in my head that I don't think I'll ever be able to get out. I was, I was going to pause there, too, and just say, when we were kind of talking about this before we started the recording, mm-hmm. that was so beautiful to me because that's an image of God, too, in my mind. Mm-hmm. And just, like, hearing what God said to you, like, Christina, it's not too late, mm-hmm. it's like... He's telling you it's not too late to breathe in, like, that life he wants to give you Mm -hmm. when you felt the devil, like, suffocating you almost. Mm -hmm. And so just then after, so soon after, to, like, see your earthly father, like, fall on his knees and sob. like Oh, my gosh, Julia, that is so deep. Well, I mean, imagine, you know, imagine (laughs) if your earthly father's falling Mm -hmm. on his knees sobbing, like, your heavenly father is Uh is falling down on his knees and he he wanted you to breathe in that. So I don't know. I think that's a beautiful image for me. I wasn't there, obviously, but wow, that's powerful. 
what you just said is also so powerful. Wow. I definitely never would have thought of it like that. (laughs) So with the support of my family and friends, I was able to move past this in a healthy way. A month or so later, however, quarantine hit. But don't get down because looking back, quarantine was definitely the best thing that has ever happened to me. I spent a lot of time talking with my parents and hearing their testimonies, which helped me start to feel God's presence again. The Lord presented me with the idea to buy a journaling Bible, which was my first Bible that I'd actually ever bought because the only Bible I'd ever had was the adventure Bible that my church presented me with when I was like in fourth or fifth grade. (laughs) Yes. And um, since I had nothing to do because obviously it was quarantine, I spent hours upon hours a day reading in it, journaling it, coloring in it. (laughs) By April of last year, my faith had reached at that time, the highest, uh, a high point, probably the highest point it's ever been at. And I was sure that the devil couldn't touch me because no matter what, I knew God was on my side. And then a few months later, I found out I was kind of wrong about the devil. Um, He acted again. The week after I started my sophomore year of college, I woke up to a billion missed calls from my family members. The first one I saw was from my sister, so I called her back and she said, Christina, you need to get to the hospital now. Dad is not responding. I can still hear her voice in my head, and I could tell you exactly how she said it. I then remembered that my dad had run his first half marathon that day. It was the first week of school, and it was the the Saturday after school started. And so I was just sleeping in my dorm room, and the race was early in the morning. So it was around, I think, 8.30, and anyone who knows me knows I can sleep all day so (laughs) and I sleep through my alarms I sleep I sleep through phone calls so I was definitely sleeping through all those phone calls that I had missed so when I got to the hospital my dad's heart was stabilized he just needed to wake up at that point I was optimistic but I had no no idea what horrible news was to come in the days to follow My dad had always had heart problems in the past, but apparently my family and I were just unaware of the severity of these problems. Mm -hmm. Um, So three days in the hospital had passed by and he still hadn't woken up. Uh, The neurologist had finally showed up to the hospital because it was the Monday after. And he then informed us that after running numerous tests on my dad that he had minimal to no no brain waves which anybody who doesn't know what that means, means he was brain dead. And sorry, I have to take like a deep breath because it's not too hard to talk about anymore. I actually don't mind talking about it because I'm at so much peace with it. But due to the lack of oxygen that was passed through his brain when his heart stopped, if people don't know this, like when your heart stops, there's no oxygen passed to your brain. So your brain needs oxygen Mm -hmm. and he didn't get the oxygen that he was needing Mm -hmm. and so that's how he was brain dead to this day I won't have a straight specific answer for what caused my dad's death but I think all you can say then is God Mm -hmm. God needed or not necessarily needed my dad because God doesn't need anybody (laughs) but God just decided it was time And what's so weird to me is I am not that sad about his death, which is something I kind of just talked about. And don't get me wrong, it definitely broke my heart because my dad and I were super close. But I have just felt so much peace from it. And I think that that's just a verification from God that my dad is in heaven. 
Oh my gosh. And something I really, I want to ask too is I'd only gotten to know you last summer. Um, and I working at the YMCA got to like interact with your dad a little bit. I mean, he's a mm -hmm. member at the Y, so he's coming in to, to run a lot. And you told us he's a quieter guy. So he won't talk <laughs> a ton, but it was cool because I knew his daughter and you can see the way a father lights up when he talks about his daughter. And so if I asked about you, he talks more. Oh, that's going to make <laughs> so. me cry. He was like one of those people that was super shy, but once you got to know him, he kind of didn't shut up. Kind of like me. <laughs> no, but and so I just, I was going to ask you too, because I learned last summer that your dad was such a faithful man and had such an impact on your family. And so I think it would be cool. I just wanted to see, I know he's left behind lots of his wisdom because you'll quote your dad and bring up lots of stories from things he's talked to you about. And so have you just seen that play out? It's almost, you know, been a year here. Have you seen that play out in your family since he's you know, been away? Is he just still here, like, in the wisdom he's shared? Definitely. So my dad, anybody who knew him, he just had, like, these things that he would say that nobody else would say. It was almost like his own little quotes. And every time my whole family gets together, we're always quoting him the whole entire time. So, yes, it definitely is like so he's beautiful. here. But You're just living. Yeah, he's definitely – and – since he was a runner, I know that there are runners that have told me that um, they think about him when they run, and that just oh makes me gosh. so happy because I know that he's left some some sort of a legacy in them, oh and that gosh, just makes my heart so happy. So yeah. He touched so many lives in Washington. I mean, I've only been around Washington for, like I said, like a year, but I know that people loved him, so it's just really, I don't know, it's really beautiful to see how one man, one Christian who like loved God could reach so many people. And I know that's mm -hmm. what he wanted. Like, he wanted people to know God. That mm -hmm. was what he lived for. And I guarantee there are lives that did because of him. Yeah, I never really thought of it like that. Thank oh you for saying gosh. that. Okay. Yes. And my dad honestly probably talked to you so much at the Y because I had talked to him about you in the Bible study. And any person that was leading me closer to Christ, he's like, oh, I like them. I'm talking to them. So. <laughs> talking about something that could change your life. I'm really close to my dad too and I really can't imagine what you went through and came out through so strong and at peace. Um, but I know it was the work of the Lord and so that's why I trust and I know that it was him even if I'm like, wow, I can't I can't even see how she can be at such peace but it's beautiful because mm -hmm. I can tell you are. Um, and yeah, life has had to go on and so the joys that you've been able to find ever since, like where is God bringing you through this season right now? Even through the study and stuff, have you just kind of felt him pulling you in a certain direction? The school mm -hmm. year's about to start. Um, are, you, are you kind of reflecting back on these couple past experiences, part of your testimony that you just shared with us and allowing that to kind of bring you closer to him through this mm -hmm. next season or kind of where is that putting you at right now? Um, I know that no matter what I would have done, my dad would have been proud of me, but that's... Oh, yeah. Something that I think about every day is I want to do what would have made my dad proud. Yeah. And I know that focusing on bettering myself and getting closer to the Lord are probably the two most important things to him, at least for my life. Yeah. And so those are the two most important things that I have focused on yeah. recently. And I know that since I've been bettering myself, my dad would be proud of me. And that makes me so happy to know that. And I think... It's so weird that it, he didn't 
he wasn't there for most of my sophomore year and that just seems so weird to me because he was always the one telling me how proud he was of me my dad didn't get the best of grades in school <laughs> and so whenever he'd He's all like, Christina why are you telling me if <laughs> no. no so I like through not so much in college but middle school and high school I was pretty smart and got mostly all A's and so my dad I remember he'd always just brag about my grades to people I'm like dad you're gonna make people mad (laughs) (laughs) and so I think he just like couldn't believe he's like I created someone that gets such good grades but my mom my mom was salutatory of her class so maybe I got that gene from her (laughs) she had I I think 18 people in her class but I mean you know still. Oh my goodness. Well, and it's been really cool for me because you literally are doing exactly what you said you are. Like this book study has been a beautiful way for you and myself, like all these girls for us to grow closer to God and dive into our faith. And I think you're absolutely right. Your dad would have just been so proud of you and bragged on you. It's like, maybe not about that. Maybe he would have, I don't know. But, <laughs> but just how how much you want to excel. You're not just sitting and you know that God loves you too much to leave you where you're at. He wants to bring you closer to him and grow you. And even with your fitness, like I know you've been working a lot more than that. I see you in the Y. Christina and I run into each other at the Y sometimes now, which is fun. Um, It's sad because we're both about to move back to our our college and stuff. So sad. I'm not going to have a smiling face to greet me before Um, I go to what's almost like death for me for your workout yeah yeah. I'll still come and see you and give you some smiles okay good yeah so it has been so cool to just see you improve in those ways and I think it's so beautiful it's just like another girl your age to see that your motivation behind that isn't like oh I need this or that praise from these people or I need Mm -hmm. this and like you want to make your dad proud and I think that's beautiful that like he's in your heart as part of your motivation, whatever the rest of it is. Now, I would just like to end with the question, how does God's goodness come through leaving you and our listeners with a gem to remember? If there's one thing I've learned in my 21 years of life, it is definitely that God has a purpose behind every battle we face. And I know that may seem like kind of a cliche, but it couldn't be more true. It's hard for our human brains to even see the overall big picture now, but With time and faith, we will see that God's plan is simply the best plan. Without quarantine and my anxiety and depression that I faced in the past, which made me stronger today, I wouldn't have developed as strong a faith and I wouldn't have been able to handle the pain of losing my dad as well as I have. Through every battle the devil has thrown my way, God has been by my side, guiding me and making me stronger. I do not say this lightly, friends. I would not be here without my faith in God because he saved me. He saved me from my depression, anxiety, heartbreak, and the death of the man I've always admired the most, my wonderful, faith-fearing dad. Goodness, that is a gleaming, shining gem that you just left. Like, you're a beautiful human, Christina. That's amazing. That's literally just made my year, Julia. Thank you. Again, seriously, thank you for sharing such a personal, personal testimony. 20 minutes is this isn't enough time even to share the depth of that, but you put it here, it's out for people to digest and learn from and it was a witness you are going to bring people to God through what you shared today and I can't even express in words how much it means to me and how much it's going to mean to the people that it touches so it means a lot to sit here and hear all of it really (laughs) thanks so much again Julia for letting me share and to those of you who have listened along with us I hope my testimony spoke to some of you who have struggled to find God when times have gotten hard oh yes 
and it will. Alright, thanks everyone. Bye! From the bottom of my heart, I want you to know that it truly means a lot to have you along with me on this journey of a gem to remember. This would not be possible without the love and support of my family and friends or you, the listeners. Follow my Instagram page at a gem to remember for more information and updates on the podcast and its featured guests. Come back next week and tune in again for another gem. Until then, God bless.